Hi, this is Ryan with Just For You Insurance. Hi, Ryan. It's Joey Gingola. Hey, Joey. What's going on? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. me this is really embarrassing so <laughs> i'm not good at spelling i just can't spell so i wrote this whole thing about the meat and potatoes of restaurant insurance right anytime i mentioned the dessert i posted it i wasn't talking about dessert i was talking about a desert so after i published it you know i was so proud and, and i was on we were on the way to go out to eat with some friends and my wife was reading it on the way there and my wife's the pastry chef and she goes you have dessert spelled wrong and i'm like what she said yeah it's in this one this spot this spot i'm like the whole thing spelled wrong i know it is i could we misspelled it and uh, so I'm freaking out like I could, I'm racing to get to the restaurant so I can hop in my hop in my blog and edit it and get it posted out and fixed and it was just funny to me that sounds like a challenge Ryan because I will take you head on in a terrible spelling uh, challenge face off any day of the week and twice on Sunday <laughs> anyways I'm a terrible speller uh, that was Ryan Sotman of Just For You Insurance and guess what nobody cares about you. Sorry, spoiler alert, it might not be what you want to hear today, but it's the truth. And that's a fun story that has so much meaning and impact because here's the thing, Ryan is a bad speller, as am I. And he is proud when he makes this post and he's like, oh man, now I've got to race to the restaurant, I've got to change it. Now, if Ryan posted it, you know, that day at work and he went out to dinner at 6.30, maybe 7, I don't know. So maybe it's been up for two and a half, three hours. This is like his first blog post. I'm guessing his wife is the only person that has read it. These are not the things that we want to hear, but they're the truth. And yes, Ryan should want to change it and, you know, be concerned about changing it but if that were me and I mean my wife wouldn't even isn't nice enough to read my stuff I don't think she's not a pastry chef either so the the word that that was funny but the point is that um you know I would say okay I have a word misspelled I'm gonna go out I'm gonna enjoy my dinner and I'll probably change it sometime around 9 30 10 o'clock tomorrow morning when I get in the office Maybe I change it when I get home that night, maybe. But who cares, right? And that's me like, I would do this right now, you know, and I would put up a post and, and maybe, you know, 50 people might read it in the first six hours or a day that it's up. That's being generous. Nobody cares. And it's this, it's that feeling of anxiety, of anticipation, of, of oh my gosh, I screwed up and other people are going to see that prevents so much good stuff from happening because you're so afraid of doing something wrong and having somebody seeing it. Now, this is a natural thing, right? This is a fun story. And Ryan should have done exactly what he did. But it's a good example. It's a good, it's a good way to put things into perspective and say, listen, no one cares about you misspelling the word. And if somebody wants to be enough of a jerk off, I'm sorry, uh, that they want to actually call you out on misspelling dessert, 
and they don't want to do business with you, then you don't want them as a customer anyways. I think we've gotten into this a little bit, maybe on the last uh, show Ryan was on, uh, you're not taking enough honest chances. I think it was episode 101. And, um, and yeah, I just, I can't, I can't get behind it because I'm a terrible speller. I, you could probably go through my site right now if you wanted to, drinkoilinsurance.com, and probably find 15, 20, 30, I don't know. Actually, don't do it because I don't want to get the emails because I don't care. But I do have people from time to time reach out, hey, Joe, you, you missed this, you missed that. I appreciate the, the concern. But again, it's not something that you should ultimately be concerned about from preventing you from doing these things that you need to do. Because again, it's not like you're going to hit publish and ABC News is going to be on your doorstep saying, hey, Ryan, hey, Joey, uh, you posted this, this article on the meat and potatoes of restaurant insurance. What do you mean by that? The advertising that I was doing was more so of advertising that was making myself look good, making my agency look good. It was in my mind, like, I don't feel like this is really working. And then on one of the private Facebook groups, I seen Chris Paradiso made a post saying, our Facebook pages aren't meant to glorify ourselves, uh, something along the lines of that, but more so to bring motivation and a positive light things around us, you know, and just, and just help people. Helping people. Yes. Positive and motivating. I don't know. I necessarily agree with that, Ryan. I'm gonna let you explain a little bit more and then I might weigh in a little bit on this. And, you know, and at first I initially felt like, you know, I'm helping people. I'm helping them with their insurance. I'm helping them save money and all that, you know, so I'm still helping people. But yet, I'm really, I'm still gloating about or, you know, trying to bragging about what, how things are going in the agency or, you know, things of that nature. When I realized I I probably should be more taking Chris Paradiso's advice and posting that stuff, the more positive, you know, the feel good stuff. I'm going to say it's a big pile of probably not across the board for me, Ryan. Just if I'm just being honest, I don't know that I would take Chris Perdiso's advice on that any more than I would take the advice of posting uh, stuff to gloat about your business. And again, I'm going to say it, nobody cares. And Facebook is the hamster wheel of death that I refuse to run on in most cases because really at the end of the day, people have a problem and they want you to help them solve it as effectively and efficiently as you possibly can on their terms, on their time. And everything else you do in between is just a little bit extra fluffy pillow padding because that's all it is. Now, maybe I do uh, cut to the chase a little bit too much and I am you know, kind of brass tacks maybe a little too much. However, uh, I don't, again, you know, they're going to see, hey, I'm help. So first of all, this, this, this thought process that Ryan had, let's go back and address this, of I, I'm helping people save money. Yes, you are, Ryan, but that's a dangerous place to live. Um, if that's the help, if that's the only help you're providing them, it's definitely not enough for anybody to care uh, because you're selling on price. You're saying, hey, I'm helping you save money. And if we're being honest, again, really being honest with ourselves, if you absolutely hit the money-saving jackpot, you might give them enough money for an interesting night out on the town. A nice dinner, some, uh, you know, maybe a movie, actually spring for some popcorn, maybe some raisinettes. 
you know, that kind of thing, you know, a couple hundred bucks, right? I mean, if you really do dinner and movie and everything right, you know, you're, it's a couple hundred dollars. I mean, it's, you know, a nice dinner, 60, 70 bucks. You really treat the treat your wife nice. You're sniffing other nice. Uh, you know, you take her to a nice movie. You actually go see it in IMAX or XD. You really spring. Uh, you really go nice on it, you know, top shelf. Uh, maybe get a nice bottle of wine or something like that. That's what you're going to do. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to buy you uh, a nice night on the town, a good dinner, a movie in XD, and you're going to get the Raisinets. Probably the worst candy example I could have given, but it's what came to mind, right? That's what you're doing. It's not a lot. I mean, yeah, it's something, but it's not a lot. And that's not the kind of help people are looking for. People are looking for the kind of help like, hey, I don't want to screw this up, and I want to make sure that I'm covered and I can go do the things uh, to see the doctors, to have the coverage, to not do the thing that I need to do, right? That's what they're worried about. That's the help that you are providing them. And and the whole fluffy motivational stuff and uplifting their spirits and all that stuff, again, it's it's just in the top of mind game, which I've never been a fan of playing uh, to some extent. I probably should play it a little bit more. But ultimately, uh, you know, you got to make them feel really good all the time. And for most agencies, that's exhausting. And you're going to burn yourself out trying to do that because you don't feel that good and motivated all, you know, enough to do that. I mean, you'll drive yourself crazy. You want to, you want to jump off a cliff. And I just, I think that's, again, one slightly in disingenuous because again, we're not all fluffy and motivational all the time. You just have to, again, the hamster wheel of death, right? It's something that has to, you have to recreate it every day. Everything you do on Facebook is only good for maybe a couple hours at best. And that's an awful depressing thought for me. And that's why I usually live in the realm of search and stuff that kind of sticks, right? YouTube, blogging, all that stuff stays there forever. And once it's there and once it's working, never stops working unless somebody else does it better. And you'll know pretty quickly if it's working. And when you have something that works, you generally want to stay with it. So some things that was working at one point in time for me, every time I would go out to networking events, it was generating a lot of talk. Uh, every time I see anybody, they would say, hey, love your videos, Ryan. Keep them up or, and whatnot. And I was producing videos probably once a week. And I was editing them and I was kind of making fun. I had my daughter in, in one of them. I had my wife in another one. That was, that was working. All right, that sounds uh, pretty solid there, Ryan. And uh, although I do think, I think you mentioned that th these videos you were doing on Facebook, I'll let that slide. But uh, why did you stop? Then I moved my office and I don't have a good looking background. So one amount of ideas on making something funny and creative, which I need to sit down and try to think on. And two, if I just do an informational video, my backdrop right now is absolutely horrible looking and I wouldn't ever want it on video. So I'm currently trying to redo my back wall and make it look nice, presentable and whatnot. So I haven't been posting videos like I should be. So I need to get back on that track of posting the videos. Well, I, I definitely would probably suggest that, Ryan. And uh, there's a lot to digest here. And uh, I might actually surprise you by saying if we're just going to, we got a lot to go here because I want to jump back into the, the previous clip even a little bit. Um, I'm going to give Ryan a, a pass on the backdrop, believe it or not. You might be surprised at that. But guess what? If you're not proud of 
of, of, of your video presentation, if it's not going to serve you in the way that you think is at least meaning, you know, minimum viable requirements for, for video production, I'm going to give that a pass. Uh, however, uh, and, and, and using myself as an example, you might, you know, a few people have called me on this. I mentioned this on the show before. I think I went four months maybe without making a video, five months, uh, because I was in, in transition of moving my office from upstairs and a spare bedroom once our son was born to downstairs in the basement where we we're refinishing it. And, um, and yeah, so that was, uh, that was a challenge. And I was dealing with some sound issues cause the room was too small and, and trying to treat the, the room. And, you know, I went through that whole thing, right? I can't remember which episode of which show it was on, but I, I got stuck in that, that kind of vicious cycle, that loop of, of, of not doing something because it just wasn't right. I'm going to give Ryan a pass. However, I would say learn from my mistakes and, um, and don't let it, don't let it linger, right? If the backdrop's a problem, then give yourself a deadline of what's realistically possible for fixing it, saying, I'm, you know, if it's not done in three, four weeks, that's it. I'm going, I'm doing something else. I'm figuring out, you know, if I haven't gotten it done by then, I'm going to figure out another solution. Or if you really want to be extra super motivated, uh, again, he was doing videos elsewhere. And this is where we're really going to get into it. I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible, but we'll see what we can do. He was already doing videos that weren't necessarily in a, in a you know, they were out. I, I think I've seen some of Ryan's videos on Facebook and they were, you know, again, involving his family. They were outside. I mean, go do some of that, right? I mean, just, just if you're doing casual videos on Facebook, the expectation isn't necessarily that it's going to be a talking head professional looking video. Again, hold the phone up and just go do the thing. Um, that's a way to circumvent that in the meantime, while you're, you know, diligently working on that backdrop. Now here's the catch. Here's the big thing that I want to kind of bring full circle. If we go back to that, that first clip here, uh, Ryan said, Hey, when I go out to networking events, these videos created a lot of interest of people. Hey, I love your videos, Ryan, keep it up. Keep doing it all this, you know, Hey, I'm going to pat you on the back, but pats on the back does not put food on the table. And that's the thing you gotta be careful of because these are people that, you know, you're networking with. They're not maybe necessarily clients, but they're net, you know referral partners per se. I'm not sure. You know, again, Ryan did not specify, but you always have to ask yourself: Am I hitting the right target? Am I am I creating the right action, the response? Because, um, yeah, the videos and people noticing them is good, but if they're noticing them and they're not buying, then you've hit the you've 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 put the wrong puzzle piece somewhere, right? Something's not right, and. You want, you know, ideally, if you've done it right, you you won't need to hear from people that the videos are good because the people that tell you that they're good are the people that don't necessarily need them because the people that are, that are going to need them, they're going to call you and you're going to do business. Uh, that's where it really gets down to it. And that's the dangerous part about it, that where we kind of get sucked into the allure of that recognition, that admiration, which is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, Ryan. I've, you know, I've... Let me put it this way. If, you know, Ryan was saying I was trying to, and this is another important point to make, um, you know, I've run out of, you know, interesting and creative things to do. No, you haven't. Let me explain. Uh, if I'm just going to do an information video, I don't want my backdrop there. So these are the things like he's run out of creative things to do and he just doesn't want to do a straight information video. We've addressed the backdrop issue. That's fine. Uh, never make 
Never let the, the fun and the creative lead. The information is always primary, and you add the fun and the creative around the information. Um, you write your thing, you get your, your information out there, and then you sprinkle in. It's a one-two punch, right? You hit them with the entertainment, but then you double back twice as hard on the value and the information because otherwise, if it's too much fluff, they're not going to take you seriously enough. I think that kind of rhymed. But that's the that's the challenge of, of this. So so these are the things. This is, again, Ryan stuck in his own little vortex of not, not being able to pr- produce content that is actually working as opposed to advertising about how awesome his agency is, which isn't working. And, and it's easy to fall into these traps. They're very seductive and they are evil, evil temptresses that, again, please just do your best to avoid them. And, and believe me, I think, you know, Ryan has actually got back on this track. And I guess I maybe should have said this at the beginning, because I think he's actually, I've seen, if I remember, you know, I, I had this call with Ryan a while ago, and I think he is back on the video bandwagon doing some videos um, out in the community and things like that. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to say that this hasn't been corrected because I'm pretty sure it has in some capacity. I, I should, I really, I have a terrible habit of not looking to see if some of these things have been updated to give you like a, hey, since they were on sort of thing. But I guess that's just not what's going to happen on this show. And the whole idea about, you know, again, for uh, a lot of preconceived notions about what people care about and they don't care about you, right? So this is, we've, we've come full circle uh, and I guess I maybe should have led with this too, is, you know, what's important about this last segment is, is this is something that, that makes people care, right? Doing videos makes people care. It's helping them solve a problem on their own time makes people care. You know, that's what they will ultimately do. That's what you ultimately do to make them care about you. It's not these other things that you think are going to make them care about you because at the end of the day, they just want their problem solved as quick, effective, and efficient as you possibly can solve it. And if you're not going to do it, they're going to go to the person that does. The sad part is, is that in our industry, that it doesn't take much to be that guy. And that's why we get some of us listening to this podcast, doing some of these things, get the benefit of the doubt, even though uh, that we're not maybe fully on top of our game. But again, they don't care about you and nor should you care about them caring about you. You should care about fixing their problem and helping them make a decision. All right, so it's been a while. I want to go just some straight recommendations here because it's fun and we haven't done it for a while and there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff hitting Netflix and things and I just want to see what you guys are doing to to uh, occupy the time when you're not trying to be an awesome insurance agent. And uh, I tell you what, a lot of good stuff coming. House of Cards, a new season on Netflix. I mentioned that on the show recently. Uh, Master of None season two, haven't gotten around to that yet. Um, The trilogy of CW superhero shows, Supergirl, Arrow, and um, Flash all dropped uh, within the last week or so, which is just destroying my life right now. There's just too many options. Um, Legends of Tomorrow has been on the second season that really let me down a little bit I don't know if anybody watches Legends of Tomorrow the fourth show of of, uh, DC stuff on CW too many WCD letter stuff Um, that really let me down I suffered through it I I forced myself to finish it for what unknown reason it was okay I I didn't think it was good as the first season Um, and then uh, then I I don't think I've talked about this Uh, 13 Reasons Why messed me up for like a couple weeks. That show just destroyed my life, made me reevaluate a whole bunch of things. And watching it as a parent um, made me terrified for my children to get older. And I just, uh, uh, 
terrible. I mean, it was good. It was really good, and I think there should be more shows like it. I'm sure you've heard about it by now. It's it's, it's pretty pretty popular. Uh, if you haven't watched it, um, do yourself a favor. Uh, it does give you some perspective on how we ignore our kids sometimes. And uh, again, mine aren't old enough to have some of the emotional struggles and stuff that uh, uh, the kids in the show were going through. But um, again, all the less made me terrified for how I'm going to keep them alive as they get older. Very serious. I don't know how the show, all of a sudden, I don't know how this got really dark. I'm blaming it on 13 Reasons Why. Um, but yeah, so that's some of the, that's some of the, uh, the stuff that, uh, that's going on as far as just straight recommendations. Because you gotta do it sometimes. You just gotta, you gotta unwind. You gotta let loose. Whatever you do to let loose, um, that's it. Otherwise, I am probably right now, when you're listening to this, uh, milling about, possibly getting ready to go on stage at Elevate uh, 17 out in Milwaukee. If you're there listening to this, uh, we probably might have a couple hours to, to hang out. And uh, if you wanna catch me at Elevate, we'd love to meet you. Have a, have a drink. I don't drink, but we'll share a glass of water. You can drink. Uh, handshake, warm embrace of some kind, either way. Uh, just email me, joey at girlprogram.com, and let me know. Say, hey, Joey, I'm here. Let's meet up. Or I think there's even an event app. Just catch me on there, too. Either way, take it easy, everybody. <laughs>